Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome back to Choreographers of War, your one-stop source for all things Harlequin in the world-turned worlds of Warhammer 40k. I am, as always, Batty, your host, and I am once again joined by Rob. Hey guys, what's up? Long time, no here. Yeah, it's been a minute, and we are joined again by Gabe. Say hi. Hey everyone, back again, uh, Onich Muffin, or Halagod, unfortunately, on the server. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get to change that now um yeah no it's 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 been a hot minute we we haven't recorded since like sometime during the summer at least and we're, we're we're excited to get back we've had some really really rough scheduling interruptions um life's gotten in the way as always but here we are back again there's been a bit of a content drought honestly as far as like the whole like harlequin game space has been there's been some like drip feeding of stuff here and there and like obviously we there's a whole lot of stuff that we have to talk about between uh votan between chaos demons and you know the little bit of balance changes we've had here and there, but we've got enough to cover to kind of get us started and kind of segue us back into future episodes going forward. So, with that in mind, why don't we kick off with our first discussion topic, and uh, Gabe, catch us up a little bit to speed with what's going on with all the new Chaos stuff going around. Sure. Um, we have two new Codex strips, uh, one for Chaos Demons and one for Chaos Space Marines, and both of them have made impacts um, on the tournament space. So, if you're a Harlequin player, you're probably going to see them. Uh, we've, we've seen some lists come to form for both factions. Um, for demons, we're seeing a lot of bloodthirsters, uh, lords of change, as well as some keeper of secrets, at least locally for me. But also on the chaos marine side, we have Empress Children and Creations of Bow, which I know will make the dark fans a bit salty. Yeah, Creations of Bow do make me salty, but the thing is, they really aren't as good as Emperor's Children, and you're seeing this now where, like, you know, since Chaos Space Marines aren't, like, color-locked, generally speaking, a bunch of them have switched to Emperor's Children, the really good players who have a lot of Chaos Space Marines. And, I mean, having played Creations of Bile, Creations of Bile in an unrefined player's hands are good. Like, he had a semi-optimized list, but, like, a lot of players are just running Bile. Like, they're actually running Fabius Bile in the list. And it's like, no, don't do that. That's bad. So what's making Emperor's Children so viable right now, making them so splashable? So much, so much fight phase control. Like, you have to be okay. really careful. And, and Noise Marines, too. Like, Noise Marines, if you give them, like, you know, if you let them see you just a tiny bit, you're dead. Uh, also, mm. if you charge them, they have, like, three different ways to make you fight last. And it also counts as fighting first. So if you don't sequence your fight phases correctly, you can get really blown out just by them having okay. to go before you do. So they're just really great zone control from a distance. Yeah, so, I should yeah, say from a close is, distance. Unlike normal space marine, uh, normal chaos space marines, they get the what is it, the blastmaster, whatever guy. And yeah, blastmaster is the uh, the 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 one per unit, the one per ten upgrade. Yeah, but they can take That's them a big one, one per five profile. as well. So they take them one per five. Oh, so it's one per five. And then okay. they take the rest as chain swords. So the unit is both mm-hmm. good and melee, and it also has a ranged heavy weapon that's so good it makes up it's better than having you know four bolters and one regular heavy weapon or special okay weapon. so it's just the blast masters really it's not so much the sonic blasters anymore yeah they don't take the sonic blasters are in the weaker list well, that's a big sad i know it makes me sad too actually because <laughs> i was like i'm trying to decide what my 30k death guard should be and i'm thinking they're just going to use mm-hmm. death guard rules not that i've yeah. gotten long with converting them but I kind of wanted mm. to make them uh, Emperor's Children rules-wise, because I did love the idea of, like, upgraded weapons and pretending they're, like, rad or kim weapon. You know, everybody has a rad yeah. bolter would have been a cool idea for mm-hmm. this. But then again, it's a fun list, so I could still do that, you know? I'm not, like, my competitive army, competitive in quotes, is my Inari right yeah. now, so. And uh, for the folks we were, at home... We were talking about so, it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
No, it's okay. We were talking about it briefly off, uh, uh, off recording before that I, I'm trying to downsize my chaos a little bit. And I've got like 3,000 points of Emperor's Children up Jeez. in a box up on top of my, uh, my, my dresser right now. So I've got probably like 40 Sonic Blasters. I've got, you know, maybe 10 Blastmasters. I've, got, I've even got two of the old Sonic Dreads that are physically unplayable now, which is a big sad. But it's it's nice to see them doing something, and it's nice to see the boys representing again. Yeah, it's definitely a sad thing that they uh, aren't really, like, they didn't spark. Like, they are cool, though, because it is, like, it gives a very Slanesh feel, from what I've heard, because Slanesh mm-hmm. has the fight first thing, or Emperor's Children yeah. do, if they have the mark. I think regular Slanesh demons actually lost fight first, didn't they? Which is kind of weird. Uh, a lot of the oh, Slanesh demons don't have fight first. That's more of an Emperor's Children and an Ari thing. Interestingly. Hmm. So, oh, yeah, it is odd. and Emperor's Children can also, they have a heroic intervention six inches, I want to say, strat, and they can put okay. that a fight last character, a character with a fight last ability can do that. Mm-hmm. So that, as you can imagine, is, I think it's actually a fight last strat. So they can literally turn any of their characters into a six inch heroic intervention bomb who makes you fight last. So wow. that along with army wide fight first. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't realize I knew this much about the Emperor's Children <laughs> I guess I have been paying attention on Reddit and Art of War and everybody. Like, I have been. <laughs> I didn't realize that, but I have been. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been a thing. Um, Do either of you have any first-hand experience with the Codex on the table? Yes. Or I guess I, I have, against it. I've fought mostly world leaders, and, but a variety of others. Like, Night Lords are definitely good. Like, Night Lords have the synergy thing going on where, like, uh, for example, in Eldar, uh, Aspect Warriors do not get a leadership increase. Instead, you have to have their, fe- you have to have the specific Phoenix Lord with them, which is just too restrictive. You're not gonna, it doesn't even usually make sense to stack the same Phoenix Lord next to the same Aspect Warriors mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So, like, they can get you down to minus two or th- minus three leadership. They roll 2d6. They get a they get a victory point right there for every unit they killed, and they can so they can easily get like they have a really good secondary, and they can also get I think it's plus one to hit into you as well. Um, if they can uh, get I think it's their number of models attacking over the leadership, or maybe their leadership over your leadership. They do this thing with demons. It's really okay. Not fun. With minus. That's still pretty leadership. cool though. So like you know nowadays we don't have like minus one leadership. We have minus three leadership if you're next to mm-hmm. my little yep. demon. Demon well, game. that's still pretty cool, though, because I, I, that was one of my biggest faults with 8th edition, that leadership was kind of just pointless. And leadership leadership shenanigans were pointless, I should say. Like, do, doing all that, going jumping through so, all those hoops to try to make leadership go down, and then there was, you know, there was They Shall Know No Fear, there was um, there was Synapse, there was all this, and like, who, who cares? Like, what was the point? So having that actually interact with the game now that's is what great. They've done, they haven't done that with other armies, like the Eldari leadership shenanigans are still mostly useless, yeah. unfortunately. But for Chaos, what they did was they made other things pin off your leadership. So, like, they're not leadership bombing you to make you run, although you do run more Mm -hmm. often against them. They're doing it to give themselves plus one to hit, or Chaos Knights are doing it to give themselves... make you feel... It's a start, though. I still like it as a proof of concept that leadership is more than just running away. Yeah, it's a very strong proof of concept that leadership can be keyed off of as a stat that's useful for things other than, like... They do this in Horus Heresy for pinning mm-hmm. and stuff, which I've heard a lot of people think they might do for 10th edition is add other edition. Because, like, right now, leadership is basically mostly yeah. buff-related, but yeah. that's cool. No, that's I agree completely. Thing. And, like, they made uh, they they made uh, Custode's Leadership 11 this year. They did, you know, a variety of things with it. It's mm-hmm. a real thing. Yeah. It's just not necessarily... It's nice that, that it's a relevant <laughs> stat that interacts with the game now. 
Oh, yes. yeah. And speaking on that, I'll just segue into what I've been playing against recently with Chaos Demons, where they have the ability to deep strike X inches and where X is your leadership after accounting for any minuses. So it's been a pretty spicy meatball where you have multiple greater demons. Some start on a the board. They move towards you on the first turn. You know, they move, they advance. And then on a subsequent turn, their friends can join the greater demon on the board and they can be anywhere between like four to six inches away from you, making yeah. the charge like basically guaranteed. Yeah, because they have to d deep strike within six inches of yep. the greater demon, but they deep strike more than three inches away from you equal to leadership inches away from any unit. So if they can leadership bomb you, it's similar, yeah, to the dread test, but it's the it's an offensive version of the dread test versus dread tests are mostly defensive. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. So turn one is just Bellicor, but turn two, it's Bellicor and two uh, and at least two other Greer Demons showing up right next to him. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I like that. Like I said, it's it's a real nice way to make the, the leadership mechanic three-dimensional and not just one-dimensional. There's a lot of ways you can incorporate it and play it into the game. It's not just, oh, you run away. You know, it's there's a lot of ways you can interact with it, and I hope that evolves more into other armies and other aspects of the game. I'm happy with, I'm more than content with, you know, Chaos being the, the forerunner of that, because it's kind of what they do, especially Night Lords. So I'm kind of happy with that being in the game space. I'd like to see it adapt in future iterations to kind of be more widespread across the arm across the game yeah i could see that that would be really nice and as i said my only complaint is that eldar leadership now feels kind of lower uh because like we don't have we don't have anything like an on to give us leadership 10 from mm -hmm. behind us or anything like that we don't have we're, we're relying on phoenix lords or yeah nothing. that's your you either have a phoenix lord or you're just stuck a leadership mm -hmm. eight, basically unless you're a, yeah. a character and that's definitely not as feels good as I thought it was going to. Like, I kind of feel like having played with it, I feel like we should have gotten plus one. Because Chaos, Marine, Chaos Marines got pluses to that. I think they all got, like, plus one to mm -hmm. their leadership on yeah. most of their units. And I feel like they should have done that for uh, mm -hmm. Eldar. But, I mean, now imagine Drukhari in Expedition. They could do some really No, cool exactly. That's that. exactly what I'm getting at. Like, Drukhari <laughs> leadership, um, uh, Silent Shroud, like, even um, so, some of the Eldar stuff. Like, there's a lot of shenanigans you can pull with it that's going to make it a lot of fun. Totally agree here. And, uh... Oh, demons! Mm -hmm. oh, flamers. flamers! Flamers. 25... Fethin Flamers! 25 points per model, fellas. 12-inch move, advances, and it's and it's, it's like D6 plus 3 shots. Free uh -huh. up invo if he is shooting. So these guys are moving 12, they're advancing D6, and then they've ranged 12. Uh -huh. And they're just barbecuing you, because one guy on average has 5 auto-hits. Yeah. AP 2, damage 1. It can go up to AP uh, strength 6, and then there's a spell to make it plus 1 a wound. But these guys can... They have they really have no bad profiles in 2, because they can either Q infantry yeah, and mass... strength 5, AP 2, D1. They can shoot right. anything efficiently with that. Like... The moment you're getting a plus 1 a wound, they're opening up tanks. Because you're just handing 20 saves to your opponent and be like, here. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I did not... I had a 4 plus plus wave serpent. It... It ended up, like, failing, like... I mean, he did roll well, but he also had the plus one to wound. And I ended up having to make, like, 20-some saves. And I failed, yeah. like, ten of them. I failed, like, nine or ten of them. And it's like, I'd already taken some damage. And that was into the Thousand Suns build. So Thousand Suns have a build where they go even harder on the mortal yep. wounds than normal. And then they fill out the rest of the list with, like, say, two squads of flamers. And I had a psyker to cast the uh, plus one to wound spell on one of the flamer squads and it's just <laughs> um there's some ex there's some explaining worth bearing for the t-sense build and why they soup in um uh demons like demons have a spell called infernal gateway and it's basically 
The closest mm -hmm. target within like 18 or something takes D3 mortal wounds, and then everyone within three of that squad that took that damage takes D3 mortal wounds. However, if you cast it on like an 11 or 12 or something, there's like a bonus qualifier, it's three mortal wounds instead, both to the target and the ones they splash onto. So yeah. theoretically, this bird can come down, stare at something, and the birds have plus two to cast natively because there are lots of change mm -hmm. uh, when they're above like 10 wounds. So these guys can come out and just dunk and do three mortal wounds to a huge area of splash. And then T-Suns, remember, they have these things called Cabal Points, where if, if they play a mono faction, um, and, or in this case also Super Demons, they have Cabal Points to spend. And one of the Cabal Point abilities is to do a spell that you already cast, mm -hmm. even if it's not a T-Sun spell, and you can cast it from any T-Suns caster. So when you think about it, you could have someone playing, say, Call of Duplicity. They can teleport, you know, nine away from you with their spell. The big bird does the Infernal Gateway, and then he can, the, your opponent can cast Infernal Gateway again from T-Sun's uh, unit. So you have two Infernal Gateways. So if you're any bunched up at all, that could be like, you know, 15, 16 plus mortal wounds in a very small area in just two spells. Yeah, easily. And and of course, like T-Suns are very tough. They have all the, you know, minus one damage strat. Four up invul, always, mm. always. Oh, sorry, five up invul, always does. And a big bird is a free up invul in shooting. And then it, it typically folks take the relic called the impossible rope, which is once per phase you can turn any damage instance to zero. So if someone hits you with a last cannon, sorry, it's zero damage. Someone mm. hits you with a railgun, it's zero damage. Someone fights you in combat with like some crazy ass titan weapon, doesn't matter, it's zero damage. Mm -hmm. To put this in perspective, there's a relic ver uh, the relic version of this for chaos knights is only once per turn i believe and it even has like a chance to if i remember right on like a six or something not be usable again mm -hmm. for the rest of the battle so the the impossible robe is out yeah. of this yep. world though. like it is hyper efficient um and then if you're a harlequin player typically the only way you're dealing with this is if you're playing melee in which case you can possibly kill because in melee the bird uh the zinch demons have way worse saves so if you're playing light i won't even bother shooting fusion pistols at this guy because yeah. he, they're blanking it once and you're also hitting on freeze and wounding on freeze and then never free up invul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, you're gonna be lucky to get two through and one of them they're gonna be canceling. So what's the point? Uh, I'll also talk about some other demons because they're really spicy. We have Bellico at uh, 420 points. However, he's worth every single one. Minus one to hit, minus one to wound. It's T7. So everything Harlequin in the army is pretty much wounding him on sixes in melee. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, just it was just crazy. And it's also minus one damage and also no reroll hits. Um, luckily, he's really weak to mortal wounds, so if you have a bunch of neuro pistols ready to go, that will take him down. But most conventional ways of killing this guy are just very, very difficult. Minus one to hit, minus one to win, four up invul saves all the time. Yeah. Uh, I also want to mention a spicy combo. Uh, Bellico has every single faction keyword for Chaos Demons, like mm -hmm. uh, Korn, Zinch, so on and so forth. So there's a one CP spell uh, for him to learn all the spells in the Nurgle Psychic Tree for that turn. And there's a very spicy one called um, Nurgle's Rot. I think he can teleport for two command points for three yes. each, right? And oh my, there's so much. <laughs> uh, the Nurgle's Rot is uh, every enemy within six of him on a Warp Charge 7. You roll 2d6. If you beat their toughness, they take the U3 Mortal Wounds. So you can fly Bellicor in, one oh. CP, learn that spell, and you have your own mini Infernal Gateway radiating off of him. And he has mm -hmm. a huge base, right? So or, this... Well, that's, that's more of a mini. Um, the Inari right. have a similar power. So oh, and if you, if you double the toughness, you know, it's D6 mortal wounds instead. So you, you can you can actually roll pretty hard if, yeah. you, <laughs> if you get in there. <laughs> but but also uh, be aware because it's all the all the keywords, all the great demons can deep strike next to him. Mm -hmm. That's why you typically see him start on the board. Yep. 
Um, I also also mentioned briefly Scarbrand because he has a very rele- relevant ability where enemies have a very hard time trying to fall back from him. Uh, if you want to fall back from him, you need to roll you need to roll three d six, and it has to be greater than your leadership. Sorry, it has to be under your leadership to fall back. Yeah, under your own leadership. Yeah. Yep. And they're reducing your leadership, so have fun with that. That sounds like uh, something I played BattleTech for the first time. Oh my gosh, there were so many two d six rolls, and you were that you were always trying to make them harder for yourself or harder mm-hmm. for your opponent, or I mean, harder for your opponent. Yeah. But doing that at least had a trade off of making mm-hmm. it harder for yourself. Well, with like leadership bombs, it's not like you're getting leadership yeah. bombed back. No, totally. He has a very interesting ability where he adds one attacks to everyone within six, both ally and opponent. And it's really funny. In my first test game against Evans, I played against Scarbrand, and I'm like, oh my god, he tagged my Void Weavers, and he made a long charge, and I didn't know how to kill this guy in a melee. I was playing Light Zone, you had the Solitaire, the um, the Troop Master, and also my Rift Ghoul Death Jester. Mm-hmm. And I just ran all three, in, all three of them in there. And funny enough, the extra one attack I got help me kill Scarbrand because my Rifko, you know, Rifko Death Jester, every four up on a two wound is a model wound. Yeah. I rolled an extra four and he was on one wound and that was it. <laughs> so so there, there so you keep that in mind. If that you ever so play if you play. ever play light or dark and you see Scarbrand, you can play Twilight for one phase. Yeah. That's actually my uh, biggest disappointment of Anari is not being able to take the Rift Ghoul. Cause like I mean it's really hard to justify a death jester right now because like you do have almost a sniping mm-hmm. army but like let's face it snipers probably shouldn't be good right. but there's a reason they're not like like because then you end up relying on shroud runners which are like they're really just a scatter laser hitting on a two plus that happens to have a and that pregame moves and a bunch of other things that just also happens uh-huh. to have a sniper rifle so you know death jester is probably the best sniper we got and it's and also one of the best ones in the game just because you can stack rifku on the guy yeah, Rift Ghoul just makes it a uniquely effective sniper, but you can still mm-hmm. yep. take one of them. But if I could take, like, just that, like... But the problem is, if Anari, if you take a Harlequin traveling, patro- traveling, uh, wandering yeah, players, take... or whatever, yeah, you, you don't count as pure Anari anymore for, like, mm-hmm. ITC purposes. Uh, oh, and also for the, um, for, for all the Harlequin players out there, you're probably listening to this, but Rift Ghoul, remember, triggers in melee as well, and a Death Jester has five attacks. So sometimes if you need to go in there and yeah, stab boy. someone and do two mortal wounds, you could kill a Terminator and the opponent probably wouldn't then see it coming. It's my favorite thing. I love the Rift Ghoul Death Jester. That's like, I'm actually considering running, uh, I'm getting a bunch of new players built uh, over the next few months with right-sized yeah. magnets. And I may just go back to, I may run, I may have enough players to run Twilight, but I may just run, like, some silly dark shenanigans, because it's really fun with Death Jesters and Hero <laughs> Hammer still. Like, you don't fight on death anymore, but it's still the best Hero Hammer build. So, not that that's a good build, but still. And one of the co- key characters is the Rift Ghoul Death Jester, who's suddenly hitting with an extra AP, and so he's strength 4, AP 2, damage 1. Which with five attacks doing mortals in melee is suddenly pretty. He can assassinate characters mm-hmm. in melee like that. Uh, other common demons you would probably find besides flamers. Like I know, I know some people are trying to figure out the right combination of troops. Like, so there's some Zeech build I yep. heard about that apparently did really well at a tournament last uh, last weekend. I'm not super familiar with it, but it uses units I've never heard of. Like I think it uses first one of the big things you have to know. It's chariots are back, baby. <laughs> so, like, they just, like, have weird rules on them, but I guess mm-hmm. they're tanky. And, like, 
Zeech chariots, like they have the HQ chariot. Uh, I think some of the Slanesh chariots are good now. I think it's Zeech and Slanesh are taking okay. their chariots. Well, for like, for example, uh, and they're not even just taking the Herald ones. Sometimes they're taking the like heavy support or fast attack or whatever, elite ones, cool. whatever, because they're very durable and they can help you score secondaries, mm-hmm. I guess, as demons. But you can also take the Herald ones because they're, I think they're under 10 wounds. So they're still yeah. character protected. Yep. They're a psyker, and they're just not too bad in melee. They're a little big, but they're just they're just the upgraded mm. herald, basically. So they're if you don't want to go full greater demon, they're they're often a good pick. I dig it. And I just thought that was cool because you know we all you know chariots were just so bad. <laughs> I, for so I don't remember if I've ever seen one cool on the models. table. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one on the table. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm hearing these unit names, and I'm like, is that a chaos <laughs> unit? What the heck is uh, that? I'm, I'm like, at... you're just making this I'm up. I'm sure I'm sure I, one of these, and I don't know if it exists. <laughs> I didn't even know there were so many demon data sheets, because I've only seen, like, six of them on the table. Yeah. There's, there's over at least 50 over here. I'm just like, wow, I didn't know there's so much stuff. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it is because they have very yeah. of characters, which they made. some of them were made right. for Fantasy Battle or Sigmar. So then they just have, like, like there's, like, Five Nurgle mm-hmm. special character heralds or whatever. Like Nurgle, I don't even think has like regular heralds. He just has special yeah. character heralds. They're all named, and they all have like very and sloppy bile piper. Yeah. piper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they all sound. I uh, also just briefly mention. I'm glad it's gone. Uh, the demon players are not happy it's gone, but thank God horrors are no longer just like pure shenanigans. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Because in the past, you know, people would stand back like. 200 points or something to like split them yep and you can bet you know they play at nurgle style where when someone died they split and then as they split they would slowly go an inch towards an objective or something and they were all obsec they were troops and then you'd just be like oh my god i'm not killing these guys Mm -hmm. i think they're still doing that actually with like in zeech build with a single squad of pink cores and uh just to be like (laughs) have fun killing this because they still split on a four plus into blues and the blues split it on a four plus into brimstones so, like, as long as you keep one pink alive, the unit can do actions on his obsec, and it's just... It's not worth spamming, right. but if you have the points, a single unit is very annoying. Which I think is a good way. Like, they've made it so, like, you have to take it mm-hmm. for its usage, but if you do take it for its usage, it's very annoying at what it's oh, good at. Oh, yeah, horrors. <laughs> they can't code... Uh, they don't get obsec, and they can't perform actions, but they can still be shenanigans with, like, movement blocking... Yeah, with right. the blue ones. Yeah, and they're only, like, 70 points. Well, like, Nurglings are cheap, but they don't fill a mandatory mm-hmm. no, 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 not anymore. So, although, interestingly, if I remember right, in nobody plays it, unfortunately. It kind of seems like it's a dud at the moment. But hey, Anari was a dud, and they turned out great. So maybe we'll see Disciples of Bellacor get obsec Nurglings. They're the only yep. ones who can give Nurglings <laughs> <That'd be hilarious>. <laughs> So, we, who knows, man? Yeah, currently... The- I'm like... <laughs> Currently, the only miss seems to be Nurgle because they're still being punished for the sins of 8th edition with like 120 plague bearers. They know what. It wasn't even 8th edition, it was also 9th. I was running before the Death Guard Codex, one of the best lists I ever ran, and I kind of miss it still, was like Big Bird, a bunch right. of Nurglings, and then like the most ridiculously, horribly tanky Death Guard units. I could survive the 8th edition Codex of Sisters of Battle, which was mm-hmm. insane damage. Like, they were, like, shooting Meltas at 36 yeah. inches, at multi-Melta. They were they were insane damage. 
And I could, I stood up to them for five turns before I folded. I, I folded on turn five, just standing yep. in the middle of the board, like, yeah. can't kill this. Yep. Furry Plague Bearers, <laughs> minus one to hit, T5, uh, and, and, you know, five of you, no pain, four up in Vol. You, you just stand in the center of 30 of these guys, and you can res them with the bells. So people were playing lists that were just, like, 120 Plague Bearers. Okay, I score. <laughs> and I guess I win. But who knows? Like, uh, a lot, uh, I mean... Yeah. I'll be honest, a lot of folks wrote off Yonari, so I won't be surprised. Like, a lot of these codices, especially the new ones, like, I think GW nailed both, like, the death and also the flavor, so who knows what, what they'll look yeah, like. Yeah, like, everyone's like, there's no death to the Chaos Codexes, and then it's, like, three months <laughs> later. Oh, we didn't even know how deep yeah. this Codex was. <laughs> like, but Emperor's Children though. show up out of nowhere after months of people complaining about Chaos Space Marines mm. having no depth, and they show up out of nowhere and win, what was it, like, two of the two or three of the top eight slots at L That's London great, GT. Though. Yep. Second biggest tournament of the year. I know, it is great. I'm, Dude, James Workshop is, he is throwing hot bombs yep. with these rules. Like, and Votan, they definitely overpowered it, but uh, actually, that's, why don't we talk about <laughs> Votan? <laughs> it, I haven't played against them, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, uh, the folk that, I haven't. I was going to play last weekend, but my opponent didn't have time. He forgot about the points changed, and he didn't have time to make a new list. Like, my, my, fo my folks locally <laughs> were like, yeah, this is busted. So they're just, like, just working on a side project. And then, you know, naturally the rules came out to, like, up-nerf everything, like, by a ton. Mm -hmm. By the way, like, 230 land tank to 300, that's about right. Because 230 for that thing was nuts. Yeah, even fully upgraded, it was, like, 240. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. And it was, like, that was, like, the... The Amir, the Beamier build, and Beamier builds were insane. They were running literally, they were able to fit in exactly 2,000 points, every unit they needed, just barely mm -hmm. before the nerfs. Now they can't. Which is good, because holy shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like... Yes, the three land tanks, 30 zerkers, nine bikes, etc. builds were just off off the charts. Why did, why did the zerkers like... have the best indirect gun upgrade in the game? Like... <laughs> no, no, the Zerks are the ones with, they're the best melee unit in the game, probably still after their points nerfs. They're the flamers of melee. At, at least That's now someone can tell me, like, okay, they are slow because they have to pay for, like, the trans the, the, the transport for them, and everything is more expensive, so there's less of it. Okay, I can kind of see that, but... Yeah, I can kind of, now it's like, it's Eldar-like. Dwarves, I always like, I like the idea that dwarves and elves mm -hmm. are kind of parallel, where they're both, like, the dwarves are tankier, while they're the two elves halves are the same coin. But they both are, yes, they're both very mm -hmm. limited numbers. They're both, like, they, you don't have a lot of units. Yep. If you make one mistake, you're screwed. They're, they're kind of like the, they seem like they might be the higher, the higher skill ceiling, but also higher skill floor version of yep. Death Yep, because now if you now. take the transport and the five guys, it's, it's like 270 points. So it's not, it's close to 300 points, so it's not something you can just trade away. Because it, in the past, you can have take, like, 30 Berserkers. And some of them will die getting to getting to their look, getting to where they need to fight, but you're, you're just cool with that because you have so many of them. Now, you know, if you want to pay for the transports and also get them in combat, you know, there's a lot more consideration to be had, which I'm I'm glad. But I also, I just really need to get some reps in to see what it's like playing against these guys now. Yeah, no, I definitely need reps into them. I'm just starting to get reps into, uh, as I said, I haven't even played pure demons, just thousand senseless demons. But I'm, I mean, I don't know though. I, the, those uh, that that rumor of. Uh, Two plus invulnerable army wide uh, save zotes. I'm not sure about that, James Workshop. <laughs> not sure about that one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the fact that they're doing videos pointing fun, po poking fun at themselves. This is just like a different company. Like, I was glad I came back in 2018 because it seemed like a better company, and I also, you know, 
was an adult with money <laughs> and I could afford to indulge my inner oh, child finally. Trap. Like, I didn't grow up. I just got <laughs> twice as old. <laughs> I just got larger. More, 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 more nonsense in my brain about mathematics. Yeah, GW used to just not say anything. If a book was busted, you know, it will be busted for three years and they'll just kind of like accept it. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, we're going to nerf. And they did this earlier this year with AOS at the beginning of the year. They nerfed like half the dragon models before they were out for, uh, 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 I'm just glad they were more responsive because I, people tell me like, oh wait, you know, we should only really cater to casual, not comp, and so on and so forth. And I get that argument, but the issue is that comp balance does affect casual balance. Affects casual. Like, when I was playing casually and going to one RTT a year, I was still, we were still doing the meanest yeah. builds we could. We were still, you know, playing seriously. We just weren't, we were just playing what mm -hmm. we wanted as well. So there was a certain balance there, but like, and then people were like, let's go back to the index there. And I'm like, let me tell you about three plus plus Wolfen Dreadnoughts. My friend liked Wolfen. He liked Dreadnoughts. So like, he wasn't trying to be a, j a, a jerk running bunches of like six mm -hmm. three plus plus Dreadnoughts. But you know what's not fun? Six three plus plus Dreadnoughts when weapons were like dog right. back then. Like they were bad in yeah. index edition. So, like, that was actually most of the index build era builds before the first... And then the first Codex build was about, like, stacking buffs with, like, uh, Ultramarines mm -hmm. and Robo. But then the, the, the index era builds were all about stacking durability and being as annoying as possible. That's where we got things like Rule of Three, which was kind of an unofficial yeah. build yeah. before. Because you were limited to three it was the of four each slot, slot yeah. anyways. So, until I think they added Elite slots in, like, six or something. I wasn't around. And that's where we get the battalion from, is I guess they added, like, one elite slot or something, and they oh, expanded God. that to the battalion. With Rob, remind slots. me, back in the day of 8th edition, I shouldn't say back in the day, it was, like, mid-8th edition, <laughs> what was the build you could do where you could run, like, what was it, like, six or nine, um, um, Planes. um uh, uh, the fucking Chaos guys. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you're talking about, the Malefic Lords. No, um, no, no, not, right? not Malefic Lords, spam. Um, God, I'm blanking on the name of them. They're the HQ choice. The uh, demon princes. You can run like six or nine demon princes because you split them between. Oh yeah, yeah the joke where they, between factions. they and it's still kind of an unofficial thing where like certain units. They I think they've made the they made the rule official mm -hmm. for demon princes, but like there's still like certain units where like you could probably do that because there's so many captains, yeah. lieutenants, etc. But thankfully. They're all. We don't have supreme command yep. detachments that have five HQ <laughs> slots anymore. So no, you can't really do that. And. <laughs> also, for the folks who didn't know, like Malefic Lords were the reason why Smite gets harder to cast. Because people, it's for, yeah. it was a 30 point HQ that only knew how to Smite. And people were taking 15 of them because, <laughs> you know, you roll, you roll a 5. That's oh, look, 15 you three more wounds a turn. <laughs> and they were 30 points each. So you yeah. can, 15 of them was just 450 points. So people were literally just like playing protect the 15 Malefic Lords. Yeah, it's still not even a quarter absurd. of your list. Right. Because Model 1 was new back then when the Index came as well. So mm -hmm. it was just like, oh shit, these guys are the best way to just keep rolling fives and do D3 Model Wounds. Your opponent can't win. Yeah. The game has gotten better. I know we love internet outrage. You know, we all love, you know, shaking our pitchforks. But I feel like... Um, our pitchforks get listened to now. Like, we show up with the p torches and pitchforks and GW's like, all right, guys. Uh, first off, thank you for bringing your uh, official uh, Citadel <laughs> yeah. pitchforks and torches. Like, I, I get that they're things they can do better, you know, like, CP tax shit and BFA. They should do better on release, but I kind of get it. Like, they the Votan were probably 
tested against like I was looking as I was I was joking that if I had my old like uh, Nachman list I might be able to take Votan because I had a list that could specifically destroy like I had you know the Dark Rose Queen plus the Incarn plus Fire Prisms with plenty of command points to spare and so on and so forth to just like absolutely eat, eat away at tanks but I couldn't do that right. in Nephilim and so I can believe that they tested it in Nachman they probably tested it you know like nine months ago you know it was ready it was and that was before artillery was nerfed, yep. so they were testing it, like, durability against unnerfed SMS spam, and, un you know, I could see that. S like, supposedly. Uh, they still probably would have been overtuned, but only a little bit. Supposedly they were tested <laughs> against Elder and Tau a lot. That's that's what that's what people were saying. Yeah. And, and, and I can see that. Yeah, that's what GW it says. Right. GW said that's what they tested it against. So, like, I can kind of see how... That could right, and <laughs> the playtester was being like bodied by crisis bows to strike and fading like every single turn. They're just like, yeah, let's just make them a bit tankier. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I know here that you you've, you've been really pa um passionate about your narrative, but I know FLG has been throwing you for a loop. Can you tell us more about that? I'm emailing them. That's what I decided. I'm going to email them <laughs> and tell them it's unfair for them to use rye to use raw for Inari rules on secondaries, but not the other armies. Like, raw, demons don't have the right keyword to get any secondaries. Votan don't have their secondaries in the book. Raw, you can't take Sisters of Silence and Custodes and keep your secondaries. There's so many things wrong with the Nephilim secondary rules raw. And the only people who are being punished right now are Inari players. And, like, I literally have a build that revolves around using the Craftworld secondary for webway games. So, like... If I can't take that, I need an entirely different build because there's no replacement secondary for that because that's a defensive secondary, not an offensive secondary. And there's no defensive secondary for in that category in the generic secondaries. So I'm just like, I am... I have a backup list. Two backup lists, at least. Yeah, it's... One using Reavers and one using Falcons. But I am not happy because I'm like, I'm going to email them and I'm going to be like, you guys are being unfair. You're bullying us Inari players. What did we do? Besides being yeah. Inari. Besides being ridiculously good looking. There's a lot of uh, humdrum with Inari. Like, not just at FLG, but I also know from the UKTC side. Like, there are some TOs who rule differently about even, like, how the Yinkan can teleport. What secondaries can be taken. Yeah, I heard that there are new, new opinions on the teleport. And I'm like, <laughs> you what, mates? Like, of course I can teleport to enemy units when they die. Don't give me that. Don't give me that! Don't, don't! Rye is so obvious here. We've been playing it this way for literally years, guys. I've been playing the Incarn the same way since 2018. You don't need to, like, suddenly come up with some weird technicality that says I can't play the Incarn in a useful way. Like, that literally, first off, that's not fun. Why would you ruin people's fun? It's a game. It's a game! Don't ruin my like, fun. You now we have, like, the most, like question marks right now before we go into event you know can can i take the yinkan the yeah. way it should be taken can i take the elder secondaries um can i also fog out dreams the yinkan i mean that one is of course like the, the fun the funny thing is there's no actual like practical use to fogs of dreaming the yinkan i've tried i've gotten permission and brought those spells and it never comes up in real <laughs> games so i've just given up on that like the only one that comes up is the six plus feel no pain um what's yeah. that yeah uh, it's hands? just it's just a so much and usually that one only comes up anyways. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm usually, you know, my Shadow Seers with my players. So it really just comes up with the players. And nobody's going to argue that players get webway right. points. Like, oh, there are people who argue that, though. That's the worst part. There are people who say that those powers do nothing. 
that what oh, we dance man. has no effect whatsoever. In like, that's the issue of playing Inari. It's not so much that it's not fun or, like, great. It's really fun, in fact. If, if any interest in foot quins, like, you should check out Inari. The issue is just there's so much yeah, prep work. it's the foot quins. There's... <laughs> I'm loving my foot quins. There's just so much prep work and like, you know, having to take out the lawyer, you know, the law degree and try to figure it out with your opponent and the TO <laughs> before you even get to roll any dice and play the game, which is what we want to do. Yeah. And it's like, most of this I don't think is that questionable. Like, the secondaries is only questionable because of Nephilim. It wasn't questionable right. when the Codex came up. That's the worst part, is that we're somehow increasing the number of questions. And the Incarn, nobody was questioning the Incarn teleporting yeah. until like, two weeks ago and suddenly some T.O. is like I don't think the Incarn can teleport here and I'm like you what mate like like please like since this. the model was released like it's been pretty clear it can, can teleport yes we've been playing this literally since 2018 come on <laughs> don't do this to me I man. get it Yunari is like the best craft right now which is not what anyone expected to say but here we are Yunari puts I up mean, the results they're not even the trick is you're running them as mixed harlequins they're they're they are good as a craft world don't get me wrong there's even one guy who is running no but they're usually being run as mm -hmm. planes so they're relying on the, the meme. uh the uh the void raven it's kind of memey or they're running the player heavy build with like at least 20 players and melee players in blobs but there's at least one guy who got a 4-1 or whatever who didn't even have players or planes. Oh, like, Anori just is, like, all over. It's just... It turns out fight first. Also, the powers are unique. So the 4++, plus plus, um, if I remember, isn't core locked. Well, uh, if I remember right, uh, Fortune is core yeah, locked. Yeah, I think it's core locked. So, like, you can, you can give some units 4++ plus plus that you can't give the 5++ plus feel no pain from Fortune. So, like, yeah, you lose out on Guide and Doom, but... In squads that would benefit from Guide and Doom, usually, you get plus one to hit once you lose somebody. So that's okay, because a lot, like, Aspect Warriors are all about their damage from the Exarch, usually, you know? The Exarch brings double or more damage of any individual. So you're actually gaining damage going from three plus to hit to two plus to hit with, like, five guns versus six guns. <laughs> but even tanks are good in Anari. Like, my original Anari build didn't rely on the plus one to hit from the except for a single squad of troops back in like may like fight first is good access to fate dice in the it's the incarn the incarn is the incarn is he's the spiciest meatball <laughs> i mean everyone loves like well let's be real we all wish we could you guys wish you could take the incarn it's okay to admit that you're in a safe space. I, I really miss taking him with the Harlequins because there were just so many options. Like, you know, with how fast Harlequins move, you can really create some really interesting situations where your opponent has a care a ton about the order to kill stuff. Because people usually never have to think about that. They think about like, resource allocation and who kills what first. But suddenly, when anything you kill becomes a Yinkan, that was, that was, we, we, we were making people really scared. Like, you can get some really interesting situations with Yinkan that no other faction really has that kind of design space. Yeah, no, yeah, the, he, he fills the... And I love how he's still unique all these years later. Nobody does what he does. He is the most unique unit. He's arguably the most... He's the most unique unit that kept his uniqueness from 8th right. edition, at least. There might be more... There are some pretty cool unique units in 9th edition, but he's the only one that's, like, still unique in the way he was in 8th edition. That's, like... Like, they got him right, and I don't think they need to change him. <laughs> I mean, they did make him more yeah. powerful. Like, now he pierces in bones and stuff. But they just upped his punch. Right. 
and kept him from being too good into hordes. I thought that was a really clever way to do that. Like also because it used to be D6 damage, so you can just roll terrible on the damage in the past. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so bad. I hated that. They like basically like doubled or tripled the in card's damage and then uh made it twelve wounds instead of nine, which I thought killed it. But it turns out the have damage plus the fact that it's so slippery still works yeah. out pretty well. Like, there's, there's a lot more counterplay. And it went up from T6 to T7. And then, I mean, I've heard great things about the Avatar of Kane 2, who doesn't have the mobility, but he has two extra wounds, T8, a 2 plus save, and still has damage and still hits like a truck at AP5, but no invuln piercing. Like, both of those units did really well. Like, they're similar enough in stat line. But they play completely differently. Like one of them is a pressure, one of them is a pressure tool. The other is an anti-pressure tool. Like that's really cool. The design space. Uh, the only knock I have against the avatar is that you cannot score Wrath of Cain, uh, Wrath of Cain with him, which is I think absolutely rubbish. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? The, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a secondary objective called Wrath of Cain. No, I'm aware of that. Um, but like, and you cannot score with any avatar of Cain, which is he does not have the aspect warrior. Oh. But it's Kane. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's him. That is Kane. It's the dude. <laughs> it's the dude. He's pissed off. He is wrapped. Also, I, I just need to put in here real quick that I'm going to make an after-production audio sample of, like, you know those old, like, 1990s-era radio samples where it's just like, buh, 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 buh. I'm going to do that for a Rob rant. That way, every time Rob goes on a fucking tirade, we can do <laughs> buh, 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 Rob, Rob, Rob rant. And then he can just go off for 15 minutes on something. Anyway, go on. Because <laughs> I'm just sitting here giggling as All Rob right. is going off on the Inari rules. I'm just like, yep, this is, this is... I miss this. <laughs> Go on. Uh, that's my biggest issue with, with the army. It's just there's so much work that has to be done before the game. And there's already a lot of work to be done before the game for, to play any game of 40k. But the Yanari is just like, hey, uh, opponent, are you cool with A, B, C, D, E, and F? And also, that's Tio said that, and that Tio said this. Yeah. And, like, I haven't had that issue until, like, it looks like LVO will be my first tournament where I'm having an issue with the TV Tio. And I'm like, I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to email them. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to have my engineers make lemons to burn life's house down. That's how I roll, okay? I Screw the wrath of Cain. Beware the wrath of Robert. <laughs> I'm shaking in my boots. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, so what if? We move on to our personal projects and how our games are going and then how our hobbies are going. Because I think that's, you know, that's kind of our, mm -hmm. that's our little touches here and there. We have, uh... I definitely got some hobby stuff to talk about, at least a few that... points. I definitely have some hobbies I'll talk about. But if you guys want to talk about your games and stuff first, we can get to that. Okay, so what are you, I guess related to that, you, you run light. So are you still running light or are you switching to Twilight? For the folks in the, in, the, in the Discord, they know that I've been playing... I played Twilight once with Jack Hobster's list, and last game I played against Turnus, I played a pure 8-boat light list. We did Garrett nerf in the data slate recently. Um, I'm still evaluating the nerf. Um, I don't think it's like the sky's falling down. Like, people are saying light's dead. Like, no, it's not dead. Uh, but of course, there, it, it is material. Like, the extra 6 inches means that... I, I'm the kind of player where anytime I try to move a model, I will think about where is the worst place I can put it from my opponent's perspective. And I always loved like, okay, I don't want to fight you anymore. I'm just going to go 22 inches deeper into your territory and just call it a day because I'm scoring BEL, I'm scoring deadly, deadly performance. And then you have to walk backwards to deal with this one random boat on three wounds or something. And now that boat can only move 16 if it wants to shoot. 
there is a benefit to it where I found that in my test games where by only moving 16, I'm also charging, and people are all, I, I, my opponents are not used to me seeing this char- me charge all my clown boats just to tie everything up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a give and take. I think light still has a lot of play, although it sucks that light, darks, twilight all have the same clown boats anymore. I feel like for the light players at home, you're really just thinking about, you know, how much do I value Capricious Reflections? That's the reason to play light right now. Against melee armies, you can say, nope, I'm not playing the game today. I'm moving six. Mm-hmm. You can't charge me anymore. And that is still an insane strat. Yeah. It's still like, holy shit. You know, you play anything melee related. That doesn't matter if it's a knight, if it's 10 uh, Empress Children of Terminators. You can blank them for a turn. Yeah. And that is like, holy shit. People just, they see that and they're like, oh no, I don't want to deal with that at all. Even just the but threat of, course, like, of it is enough to deter a lot of action. Right. Um, but at the same time, now we're realizing, like, hey, Twilight is the only state of that that didn't get nerfed. They synergize extremely well with Take Your Places. I, I sent some images in this Discord before, but Take Your Places is secretly a very powerful secondary in, in, um, in uh, Twilight. Mm-hmm. Because if you place the objective in your opponent's side squarely in the center... The distance between you and the center objective and that objective is only roughly 15 to 18 in Twilight. Yeah. Not uh, because with the 5-inch five, five power and 5-inch consolidate, it's actually very realistic to hold a center objective, hold the t- uh, take your place objective in the center, and also take your places in the enemy zone. And you want to do that anyway because yeah. you're playing Twilight and you're just ramming 12-man squads down your opponent's throat. Mm-hmm. And, and they're taking their primary off while doing it. So I feel like if you're playing Harlequins, now is actually a great place to really experiment with Yanari with um with twilight and to play things that are not just you know eight light boats even though i find i find it really fun uh the only thing that's really holding me back from investing 100 percent twilight is that you buy like 20 more players you need to run like 50 to 60 players <laughs> in twilight but right now like light is has still a lot of play you should keep, keep practicing with it people still have a hugely difficult time killing clown boats unless they have flamers you know, that's a different story, but we don't talk about if that, you're playing eight boats, you can still really run circles around your opponent. You can just play good Warhammer, score more than your opponent. You'll get tabled against some of the more damaging builds out there, but it's really hard to take points off Harlequins entirely. It's very difficult to just table a Harlequin opponent if they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, in the uh, mirror match of my pseudo-mirror of Anari and Jujukari I played recently, um, the Harlequin troops through the Webway Gate were a huge deal in that matchup because my opponent couldn't go aggro into me without having to worry about the troops just coming down on him because uh, my build is all about hitting past the secondary, which relies on the Webway Gate, and, gen- and then generally putting Osterman next to it. So I always score hidden paths. I have some rangers and stuff there as well. I'm getting obsec on there. I have D-cannons in a building nearby because it's player mm-hmm. place train based. D-cannons. And I'm just like holding an extra, uh, holding two points, holding my webway gates, getting secondaries. Uh, I try to uh, warp ritual um, usually or psychic interrogate depending upon the opponent. Although I'm looking, I may don't, I don't know how I'm going to do that because I'm looking at switching to running a shadow seer plus two um, troops. And uh, bringing uh, the Eye of Kegarak so that I can, uh, you know, protect everybody from mortal wounds. Because the big, Anari's biggest weakness is we have no protection from mortal mm-hmm. wounds, naturally. Mm-hmm. We can't, you know, switch to Ulthway. We can't, uh, we don't have fortune. And we're paying out the butt for yeah. point per wound. Like, yep. <laughs> so uh, mortal wounds just absolutely obliterate us. And uh, so that's one of my, and, you know, Tyranids are shifting to a mortal wound based build with, like, uh, 
Kraken using um, spore mi- lots of spore oh mines. Oh my god! Water bio wars and a spore. <laughs> I, I just want to briefly say in my last game against Tyranids, like I, it was a game that I won comfortably just by scoring points, but I did lose two to three hundred points just to free spore mines. Oh god! Oh, spore, spore mines, mines are, so are good. absurd. Too good. Like it's just oh yeah. my god! Every time one touches you, that is like two to three wins and then gone. Demons <laughs> can do a bunch of mortal wounds because they're bringing like each mortal mm-hmm. wound bombs and stuff, and then there's like. I probably don't have to worry about this as much locally, but you can get huge mortal wound bombs with Thousand Suns plus Siege Demons, mm-hmm. even yep. more so. And, like, there are just some real, like, those lists just instantly destroy me. My old list, which wasn't running any mortal wound protection because I didn't need it, I felt like. But, like, when you see the Incarn blown off the board, a Wave Serpent board blown off the board, both uh, uh, squads in the Wave Serpent of uh, Banshees blown off the board and Osterman also blown off the board in one turn through a mix of Mortal Wounds, Flamers, and then a little charge to finish off Osterman in a second phase. I'm like, what do I do here? And I'm like, well, maybe take Mortal Wound protection. Yeah. I don't know. But I do like the Banshees and the Wave Serpent. That gives me two squads that can go really far because they can auto-advance and auto-charge six, seven inches minimum on the charge, six inch advance with Fate Dice. And they have Fight Last and no yep. Overwatch. So they're like my anti-Flamer units. Or anti, you know... They're they're my mm-hmm. fixers. <laughs> they're even faster than Harlequins once you put them in that... Tra- because like in Anari, a Harlequin transport... Well, one, you can't put a tin man unit in a transport anyways. On that note, it's kind of interesting. Harlequin... Anari are running tin man units and Twilight are running 12-man yep. units. Uh, I would just briefly say, if you're playing 12-mans... You, we should follow Jack Hopster thing where you have to take Mirror Architect, you have to take twi- um, the uh, sh- Laughing God's Eye because, like um, like Batty just said, these 12 mans would die really quickly if you don't protect them, and you really need to get them in combat before they die. Um, the game has gotten a lot deadlier, yeah. especially with the Flamers, the Mortal Wounds, and so on. If you're not behind an obscuring piece of terrain, if you're not behind a true LS blocking, you're kind of just dead against demons, especially against um, and also against um, a lot of armies right now. So having a twelve man also means you can bring more uh, melee weapons in Twilight. But it's really about having more of a ground impact, so you can. It's more easy to overlap with everyone for auras. Also, because when you stack uh, Fog of Dreams with Mirror Architect, you have a very powerful defense to screen with a twelve man for pretty much half your, more than half your army against a flamer bomb, for instance. Mm-hmm. That's a lot they have to commit to remove that that whole line of twelve man. Yeah, that was something that my demon opponent struggled against with T-Suns, is that his flamers could not hit on a turn that they deep, deep, deep struck, because I just lined them all up, I cast my Fog of Dreams, I cast my I did my Mirror Architect, and suddenly two Tail of Mans were protected, mm-hmm. but with the way I screened it out, uh, screened out. So that is something that you have to practice, especially against demons, because if even one flamer sees you, three or four players are dying. Yeah. It, it, that's just how, how unfortunate it is. Yeah, flamers, they do the deeps. They got the... the... Flamers, they got the deeps. <laughs> I, I didn't know that the uh, Zinch Demons can 2CP deep strike when, when, in my first test game, so my opponent's law of str- change decided not to play with me anymore and just deep struck behind my lines. He cast Infernal Gateway, he cast my he cast Doombolt, my 12 man went to a 2 man. And I'm like, okay, I guess they, those guys are not fighting anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, that's what happens. Like, I was keeping my 10 man back against the Thousand Suns. But now I'm like, do I just, like, sacrifice one 10 man and then using Mortal Wound, like, I don't even know, man. I don't know. It's so... Mortal Wounds should... Uh, mortal Wounds are too strong. Too strong. Please nerf uh, Spore Mines and Thousand Suns, <laughs> thanks. 
Zijin spore mines. Nerf those, please. The, the, <laughs> the real like good them. news here for the, uh, is just that our scoring potential is still higher. But it's just one of those matches where you see your opponent, you're like, okay, they're probably gonna table me at some point. Turn four, turn five. You stop the bleeding. Yeah. You score your getting. points. Yep. Yeah. And and that's just kind of it. And that's similar to how I play my Inari, actually. That's why I think... I, it's funny. I used to not play that way, but now I'm playing Inari kind of like light, like right. the Webway game. It's all about defending... It's all about my half of the board and mm -hmm. counteraction, which isn't necessarily my personal play style, so I'm probably doing worse with it than it should. Like, I make a lot of small mistakes, but, like, it's really fun. And, like, it's fluffy. You've got Osterman protecting a Webway gate. Well, like, presumably there's a big strike force off somewhere else, and these guys are protecting the webway gate that suddenly mm. came under attack. It's so cool. And I'm like, FLG, please. <laughs> it, it's pretty scandalous, but, you know, I would typically lose in a law, and that's just how it is on the table right now. Although we still win somehow. The writer has our back. Yeah. <laughs> please give us good stories, GW. GW, please. Like, if Necrons are getting good stories, Orcs are getting good stories, Gene Stealer Colts are getting good stories... Where are my pointy ears <laughs> like, stories? Uh, I, I know, well, like, this is, like, just some, like, conspiracy hat, but Yanari should serve a function other than bringing Gilliman back. Like, please. They need, like, a story. They need a motive. They need, like, yeah. agency in this in the 40k universe. Yeah, I don't even like Inari, and I completely agree with you. They've, they've served no function in the game, like, in the whole, like, meta space outside of, like, like you said, just reviving Gilliman. Then they exist. The end. Like, there's so much stuff going on, right? There's, like, polit I mean, I know we're talking more on the lower side now that they, they, they have, like, very tenuous relationships with the craft roads because, you know, they brought back an enemy. Like, you know, Imperium is still the enemy mm -hmm. to them. But also, and also they believe in killing everyone to bring back a god, but also the god shows up sometimes to smite some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it is a little weird. You know, stuff be crazy, okay? Stuff be crazy. Those... <laughs> and, of course, Jakari are here, and they're like, huh, you know, this is pretty neat. And Vec is like, you know, Vec is nowhere to be... I mean, he's still in the law and stuff, but he's just like, oh, I don't like this uh, Yanari stuff because it goes against what I've, I've been all about. There's just so much potential, and I know it's not explored. Are you trying to say... Yeah, it are is. Are you trying sport. to say that Games Workshop is half-assing one of their projects? I'm not sure I agree with you. The Games Workshop not knowing what to do with Elf lore? Who'd have thunk it? That sounds impossible. They always know what to do with Elf lore. <laughs> Oh, it is such a bummer because, especially seeing how Xenos, the, the, sorry, the Necron books have come out, like those have been excellent. Those are so good. Those are oh my god, the Infinite and Divine was so good. I loved and the uh, the the Twice Dead King or whatever was really right. good too. Like they were, they're, they're just they're not come that they're they're really good. Read them. <laughs> <laughs> the subtle plea in your voice at the end there, <laughs> please. <laughs> Um, I, I know, just moving along, like, God Codex or World Eaters Codex? Which one's next? Well, Guard is in the pipeline. Have they actually officially announced a World Eaters Codex? They have. Yes, World okay. Eaters has officially been announced as, uh, After Guard. It's the last okay. Codex After Guard. Oh, boy. And then 10th edition's gonna wipe the board. <laughs> I don't I'm think being it will. Facetious. I don't, they, they wouldn't spend all this time balancing. No, I'm, be, I'm being facetious, but... That's why I don't think they're going to index it, but we'll see. Uh, I'm really excited for God because God's my other army, and I haven't played in three years. <laughs> I've got, like, four friends who are, like, proprietary guard players, and they're like, I haven't played the game in 9th edition because... And then just gestures vaguely. 
<laughs> but I'm also just really hyped. Yeah, that's understandable. To see World Eaters coming, because I feel like with M Children, with Death God, he sons. Like I think World Eaters is something that everyone's really hyped about. Also because then all the four gods that will be represented in the Chaos Legions. They will. As in, like, with more, like, you know, unique rules, other than just, like, here is Codex based for CSM. Emperor's Children are the only one who, don't, who need yeah. Codex. Because right. it's, it's con- we're getting anger on, we're yeah. getting, it's going to be great. And then Emperor's Children are presumably 10th editions, yeah. so, you know. It's a well, I was going to say, it's not forever. my it's next not question like is, do we get Fulgrim next, or do we get a Loyalist Primarch next? Because Gilliman's still the oh, only no. Loyalist Primarch. <laughs> uh, who would it be, right? Like, I mean, that's always the eternal question. Like, if someone comes back, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could always, you know, bring... Russ or Lionel or fucking um like Conrad not Conrad Conrad's uh, the other one um Con could come back he's still he's he's not confirmed dead uh yeah Con or um uh, Corvus Corax like they could just kind of come out of nowhere because they're all kind of just like not there oh my god if they make if they use the Yanari to bring back someone again I'll I'll be pissed off <laughs> that would be such a cop <laughs> hey. Technically, they used the Harlequins and the Inari last time because the Harlequins had to rescue both the Inari and uh, call and then ma- escort them through the webway mm. to uh, Gilliman. So really, it was the uh, it was all part of Kegrax's plan, guys. <laughs> Trust the plan. <laughs> Trust the plan, boyos. Like apparently, like some people speculate that there's gonna be like Imperium and Elda like kind of like join forces, to, and then they will rescue Aisha from Nurgle, or because you know Motarin is in the setting. Yeah. Like I I, 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 I hope they don't rescue Aisha because that's like that's actually oh so that's my guy's custom lore is they're stuck in this warp they're stuck in the Jericho region which has a time fuckery warp storm and I'm gonna convert my incarn to be an Isha incarn. I haven't decided how to do that yet, but mm-hmm. it's on my to do list. Uh, and so. This was an idea I had before, was an Isha-oriented force. So these guys came in to rescue the Avatar of Isha and got stuck in, like, time fuckery because of a warp storm that hadn't appeared yet and affected the webway. And, uh, because it's it's the, it's uh, covered in the Death Watch RPGs, it's the time fuckery warp storm. And that's a technical <laughs> name for it. Uh... Yes, and uh, so logically, there is time fuckery in the webway. It's just almost never mentioned. So... I figured, why not have it affect the webway? Because it also means my guys are, like, right next to the Tau, they're right next to Ultramar, they're right next to the Plague Stars, they're right Mm -hmm. next to the Necrons. They're, like, in the perfect place on the eastern fringe to fight anyone. No, it makes sense. It's it's, it's a fun little little tidbit. Yeah. And then it also, like, lets me justify the fact that they're, you know, Mm -hmm. Anari, but not enough. They're, they, you know, they're... They're stuck. Anyone who wanders into this part of the webway gets stuck, and they've all just kind of teamed up. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> no, I can see it. I dig that. Um, yeah. And then, like, like they've got, like, my... I use Age of Sigmar models. I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that I was going to do this, oh, cool. but now I've actually done it. I have Age of Sigmar Scorpions, which are using the yeah. Knight Shadow Stalkers. I used the, uh, the Witch Elves from, uh, yep. Daughters of Cain to mm-hmm. make my Banshees. Um... The Canine Shadow Stalkers actually came out with a new box of four right before I was nice. right as I was doing them. So I got my one of those became my um Karandras and the other three cool. became my Exarchs. And um yeah, I'm really enjoying the hobbying aspect, the building. I'm not very good at painting, but my army is painted. It was all legal for a GT. There are at technically the colors of on there. Or end of August. There uh-huh. are multiple colors. I <laughs> attempted a paint. I I did a paint. Painting painting is hard. <laughs> it is. I'm like, I bought like, I have like 
40 mostly unopened monument paint colors right now as I'm learning to mm-hmm. paint like a real boy. Instead of just slapdashing contrast on and praying. Like, I zenithaled my Super first proud models, of you. Uh, last weekend. I know, I am so proud. And I did it with an airbrush, not even, like, crappy wannabe zenithal. Mm-hmm. This was real zenithal. Like, and it's really interesting because, like, they have capes on. So I was trying to get yeah. them from multiple angles. So I think I went, some of them are a little heavy on the light, but some of them are a little light on the dark. And then, like, the one that's, like, a daughter of, uh, the, uh, the daughter of Kane model, like, it turns out you need to really go yeah. light on the light there, but if you look at it from below, there's no light on the dark mm-hmm. side, because it was just one quick from above. But it's just such a thin yeah. model with so little, it got covered in, like, that's probably the easiest model to Zenithal ever. Like, you don't even do it at any angle, mm-hmm. you just do it from above. <laughs> well, like, the, uh, my, oh! Uh, my, uh, my, uh, Dire Avengers have capes. Uh, it turned out really good. Um, I was very, I didn't intend yeah. to put capes on them. It just happened that the, the female, uh, body I was using from, stealing from, uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battles to make my army all female, including the Dire Avengers, had a cape on it, pre-built. And I was like, oh snap, all Dire <laughs> Avengers should have capes. They look amazing with capes. They do. Like, I'm like so happy about that. Like it was happy little accident, man. Like, I'm not good at the painting yet, but I'm really yeah. enjoying the building part. Uh, and the, the, mm-hmm. the It's always been my favorite part, too. I know we've been over this ad nauseum, but the, that's definitely my favorite part, too. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it works out better. Or you make something and you're like, I don't even know what this character is. And then eventually it turns out they're Ostermen. Mm-hmm. They were Ostermen all along. <laughs> I just didn't know it. <laughs> The hardest thing I've ever had reconciling like convert like mass conversions like what like what you're doing is making each of my units identifiable as the unit they're supposed to be. Right. Like because it's one thing to be like, oh, there's a special bit on this one, you know, I'm I'm you know, zhuzhed up this troop master a little bit to make him unique and so on and so forth. Or, you know, my, my shadow seer is like, you know, it's a named character, but like when you're doing a full mass army conversion like that, how do I know who your Karandras is? How do I know who your Azerman is? How do I you know well, Karandras is the big guy. Is the really oh no no trust me, I, I believe you. I'm sure you did it. You did it properly. My point is like like as the converter. Uh, but yeah, no, exactly. That was the hard part. Yeah, I ended up being like they just look like yeah. elves with the right weapons. So like the guys who look sneaky and have chain swords. Well, that's a scorpion. Yeah. That's easy. You know, that's that. It turned out this was easy because I. Had like, how, how do I encourage my opponent to uh, identify this unit as the unit it's supposed to be? Yeah. No, that is true though. Especially with aspect warriors, because a lot of people are kind yeah. of fuzzy on which aspect warriors are which anyways. Like, people people don't really keep track of which one are striking scorpions and which are not exactly. having advantages in the first place. And then I'm like, the sneaky chain swords versus the power swords who are look like they're about to run at you. Like, I don't know how I could have made it clearer, guys. I'm trying here. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that is the thing. That is definitely, I was worried about that, and I'm surprised how well, I needed to replace some of their weapons, though, because some of the mm-hmm. weapons I used resin, thin ones, that yeah. looked very Eldari. Turns out they break so easy. At one point, I broke three power swords <laughs> in one motion. It was pretty impressive. Fantastic. So, I'm, I'm in the process of replacing all these models with, you know, working ones. So, uh, so, uh, how, how are things going for you, uh, Batty and, uh, Gabe and, you know, you guys in general, like, Gabe, it sounds like you're considering making more players, but you're, you're kind of reluctant because you want to switch, if you switch to Twilight, I mean, I would be reluctant to build and paint 20 players too, so I get it. It's mainly because all my... (laughs) I'm about to do the exact same thing, so I am reluctant. All my players are pretty much magnetized, so I don't need to buy more, 
and I thought that was like when I when I put my light list, I was just like, okay, I'll magnetize all of them once, mm-hmm. and then that will be like, that's it, like that's it, <laughs> that's it. I, because you know, that's what I thought. I had thirty players, and I was like, I'm never going to need more than thirty six <laughs> players thought. or whatever. Nope, I need more because the magnets are the wrong size. I, I had I was working with a tiny little drill, you know. I, I carefully did not destroy the model, and it's all magnetized. It's all great. It's painted, and I'm like, okay, that's all the Harlequins ever need in my life. I don't need I don't need to give James Workshop another dollar of my money. Mm-hmm. At least until like the new model comes out, which is like we've been booming for the last six years, a new Harlequin model. But now, if I want to play Twilight, it's just like, do I really want to build twenty more of these guys? That's why I have a guy who uh, helps me build them, and he's gonna think. Really, he helps me magnetize mm-hmm. them for the players, but he also helps me build my vehicles. It turns out. If it's not human looking, I get really confused how the pieces fit together and I always screw it up. It's really embarrassing. I'm really bad at it. Like, all my vehicles are unconverted because of this. Except my webway gate. My webway gate is actually shorter than normal and I put the little heads mm. that go on the sides on the top because I was like, webway gates are too tall. It's dumb. I'm fixing We already this. had to do so much like arm <laughs> surgery when the new codex came yeah. out and everyone had to start snipping off their fusion guns. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's true. Uh, but no, but I, I'm planning. I, I still have some Jukari left to build, and I, th- I still think I want to try, you know, playing Harlequins and Jukari. Jukari plus Harlequin sounds real, especially like if you go a little heavier on right. the rocks and the Cabalites, maybe, and then like let the. Although Reavers are a pretty unique unit, but they're kind of similar to boats. In my head, I've always thought of Reavers as similar to boats. I know that sounds crazy, but think mm-hmm. of the old fusion boats and think of like Reavers were more expensive per fusion shot. But and but especially compared to eighth edition Harlequins, they were like if you could get them an invuln or something, mm-hmm. they were pretty durable because they just had it two wounds split over a yep. bunch of bodies. So no, but it's mainly that. Like, I just I, I do have Drakari I need to build, and I also just you know hoping the next day like gives the Kronos and Talos back whole because I, I, I oh that that was so cruel that they did. That. I I know there's no appetite for like unnerfing anything elf eared. I get it, the outrage of the community, so on and so forth. But like, I really do think that they can get it back. Although some people look at me when I say that and think, and they think I'm crazy. I think there is room for it because, like, I mean, we all thought there was no room for unnerfing Admech until you know a few months ago when we were like, "Please unnerf Admech. They are so bad right now. Like, no, we we forgive the Admech. Please make them playable again. We know they did terrible things, but they only did it for like a month." <laughs> Yes, they won LVO, but that was <laughs> that doesn't count. The normal the normal Admech <laughs> players are suffering. Yeah, I I, I have no idea what Admech does because it was it's been so long since I last played them. I, I get that they had a pretty degenerate build when I played into them with the double like the four planes and, but but oh yeah no they what was funny was they were playing on TTS they were playing six right. planes before the planes got buffed <laughs> in their new codex so like. Those of us who play TTS were terrified. We were like, six planes is already good, and all yeah. the planes got buffed. Right. But I love how they changed that. That was such a good nerf. Two planes. No more. And, and I get, like, That's harpies like, are way better, but also it's not a good thing to be. Like, you should not be compared to a harpy, because harpies are busted, <laughs> in my view. Yes, harpies should be nerfed, and so should, uh, so should bombers. Oh my god. I, 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 I have very strong Those opinions two are just about too planes. Good. But... Yes, planes, they should be like, like the, they should like the Valkyrie needs to be unnerfed so that it's not too plane limited, but two units of plane limited, so they can bring like their six Valkyrie silly little man, yeah. silly little stormtroopers and Valkyrie builds. But like Valkyries are fair because they're also paying for transport and there are hover vehicles. Like I like hover planes. I feel like all planes should just become. <laughs> they also don't planes. kill you in one turn. Yeah, that's why I want them to all be hover. 
because then they can only move 20 inches max and they won't alpha they literally won't be able mm-hmm. to see you to alpha strike you. They won't be able they won't be moving any faster than Reavers with plus two to move drug. And they won't be mealing you. So, you know, they'll actually be that will that would strictly like change how planes work. And I think that's what they need to do. But that's just the yeah, first. Uh, I, I, I do I think am. that Hoppy's and Sun Shock's uh, issue. And uh, t- to some extent, also the Doom size, but not so much. Maybe because Necrons, I feel like, need help. Yeah, yeah, Necrons are in a weird position. But Doom size could be a problem if regular Necrons get busted. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do think they should get their second. I do kind of like the idea. I do kind of like the idea of uh, secondaries balancing an army like i think that's viable like armies could be balanced in part by secondaries but like necrons are overbalanced but like necrons are a weird thing. right like they gave them all core and it still wasn't enough right like also because i feel like people now know how to play against necrons like if you, you cannot you cannot show against them like you have to try to table them and that's just how it is they actually still show their age oh yeah 100 percent. yeah they definitely are showing their age as a codex. Uh, people were expecting them to be nerfed in the sense that, like, you know, maybe swarms could not do the action for ancient machineries uh, for, like, turn one. I actually kind of feel like nerfing the Silent King was the wrong right. way to go, because that was the cool part of their list. Like, I was okay with the Silent King. I mean, the ner- the res miniers thing was weird. Like, I could have seen them saying no to res miniers. But, like, I kind of like that the Silent right. King was, like, this mega badass. Like, that was actually pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, people, people were excited <laughs> to play against him. I, I'm, people are not so much into, like, Scarabs, because Scarabs are just... Yeah, Scarabs <laughs> were what we weren't excited about. The Silent King was yeah. cool. He was this big buff guy who buffed himself and was Scar- Scarabs cool were never fight. fun, to be fair. They were either yes, not on the table, or they were just unfun <laughs> to play against. There was always zero fun on one side of the table. They require so much effort to kill. Like, people mm-hmm. forget their phones, you yeah. know, they, have, they, they may have an invul. <laughs> It's it, it's just it's just like sometimes you, it's actually surprising how to kill like a swarm of dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, no, and but what's cool though is that by giving everybody core, like, did you see somebody won a tournament with thirty death marks? And I loved that. I was like, yes, thirty death marks. Let's go, Bubba. Let's go, baby. That's the type of list I want to see. How? And I like, just want to know how they did this. Like, what the hell? I kind of think that's what everyone thinks, but hey, they did it. That's what matters, man. They found a way. <laughs> it was pretty crazy, yeah. I mean, 30 death marks, like, I still don't know how they did it. And, but, like, my friend is enjoy- was enjoying the fact that the Silent King was so buffed, he could kind of play Triarch Praetorians mm-hmm. finally, because they specifically benefit from the Silent King and synergize with him. Not that the Triarch Praetorians were amazing, but, like, he could make a pretty good list with them right. just because off the secondary, the strength of the secondaries in Necrons. It kind of made the whole codex and then, I guess. And they get to reroll wounds now. And that, that, that actually yeah. made them hurt. Otherwise, they didn't actually really do much. Yeah. That is fair. It was definitely also that they got their yep. damage buffed. Because you look at the stage here, you're just like, what the hell? Like, strength 5, AP free 2 damage or 1 damage? You're just like, cool. It, it, it's just really mild for 22 mo- points a model, but I get it. It's an old codex. Yeah, it is an old. <laughs> That's yes. But yeah, I, I know. I know most folks felt that the newest status was pretty mild, but I feel like the secondaries may get changed. I think December was when the next um, Warzone comes out. I'm guessing January, because the other one I feel like came a little early, and they'll want to base this because last time they oh. did the Warzone like the weekend the day after L- I want to say it was the day after LVO rule cut off. Yeah, so so I, I, I can see that. Because that's the trick is they have to, new rules have to be in January, in the beginning of the year, have to be like probably a little shorter because they have to 
navigate around Elden yeah, Ring. Yeah, I can see them changing the rules um, as in the secondary stand rather than giving in the data slate. Yeah, I think if anything, actually, they'll do the data slate will be in time for LVO, but the rules won't be. The the new, like, Nephilim or mm-hmm. Nachman or whatever they call it version won't be in time for it, but LVO will, you mm-hmm. know, still have other things. That's my guess. Who knows if hot clowns will eat another the 12th nerf. <laughs> Is nerf harlequins going to be the new meme? Pretty much. Better nerf harlequins. Who, who needs to nerf Aurelia when you could nerf harlequins? Uh Am I showing my age bit, with that one? Okay. Uh, my whole 30 years of I age. Just, I, I just don't condone <laughs> League of Legends memes. Uh. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know it was possible to create a game where the more you played it, the more unhappy you became, but here we Isn't are. Isn't it fascinating? I, 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 I had that same issue. That's why I can't go back anymore. I'm like, it, tur- it makes me a bad person when I play League of Legends. <laughs> I turn into somebody I don't want to be. I don't want to be the me I who put about 80 hours in that game, and I was just like, I am progressively having less fun. And I started not yeah. having fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yeah, that's it. Like, the more you play, the less fun you have. It's 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 very counterintuitive. I mean, it, it, it does speak to why I prefer playing, like, 40k and meeting other people that way, is that there's a huge social aspect mm-hmm. to it. You know, you're, you're trying to have fun yeah, with someone. Yeah, the social aspect is huge. That was literally, like, I went from League of Legends, and then, like, I finally quit League of Legends, and then a couple months later, I started yep. uh, Warhammer. <laughs> it's like, what if I... T- one addiction, one for It's like, another. what if I told you that your opponents are actual human beings with feelings and, like, you know, dreams and stuff like that? <laughs> impossible they're not just bots you can flame and have no consequences about <laughs> you sure about that that sounds uh, i don't know if i, I have friends that. who play it regularly and they're just like yeah no don't start it's terrible like it's it's like cigarettes like i wish i just never got into it but i kind of just can't stop because it fills a void <laughs> it's a, it's a psychologist man and the, the economist they figure out how to make these games freaking addicting. correct it's a gotcha and then like all the, all, like, all the algorithms don't talk to me about gotcha. I just got a 10% chance screwed over. I am not happy about gotchas right now. But yes, I I, I, I make sure I, you know, you got to control those things. But like, you also, it's okay to have them. If they're going to shoot pleasure right into my brain, I'll let them as long as there mm-hmm. are rules about when they do it. <laughs> you know, got to gotta have those rules. On that note, like, do either of you have any, anything else to add? Uh, yeah, I can I can touch on that a little. So I've been getting a little bit of hobbying done recently. I've been doing a mix of 40k stuff, and I've actually been playing Star Wars Legion a lot too. Um, yeah, super fun game, a nice break from the norm. And you know, I I say this tongue in cheek now, but I often tell people that if if Star Wars Legion had existed five years prior to when it did, I probably would have never would have gotten into 40k because I got into 40k. And I was like, oh, I wish this was <laughs> Star Wars instead of this other universe. And then Legion came out, and I was like, shit. So, <laughs> but I got back into Legion recently, and I've been painting up my Imperial army, and I've been working on my Harlequins in tandem. And man, do I not miss painting white. I hate painting yeah. white. I shouldn't say I hate it, but it is so monotonous and just it just drags on. Oh yeah, I've heard uh painting white isn't so bad if you have the get the monument hobbies whites. There uh there's another company that does a similar white, but you got to get one of those new fancy whites from uh monument hobbies or I don't well, remember. I've, I I found a a white uh, recipe I'm pretty happy with whites. that I'm I've gotten to streamline pretty well and it's only 3 layers after priming. So it's really not so bad, but it just drags on. It just, it feels like so much worse than it is because you don't really see any tangible difference until you hold the minis next to each other. It's like, oh, that's not white. This is white. 
and it's it's such a because I'm I'm in the I'm in the middle of painting up like twenty stormtroopers. I'm in the middle of painting up like twenty Harlequin players that all have some degree of white. I've got a bunch of boats on my deck. I've got my uh. Uh, my webway gate that I'm getting painted up and all that's going to have some degree of white to it and I'm just like, ugh, why do I do this to myself? So what I'm hearing is Batty is racist against white. Live on stream. <laughs> white is hot to paint. Live on stream. White paint matters, Batty. White paint Honestly, matters. Honestly, the contrast paint helps a lot because it really fills the void of that base layer plus the shading. Then I just add two more layers on top of the contrast instead of having to shade and worry about the base layer thickness and all that nonsense. So the contrast does cut out a lot of that middle ground, but it's it's such a drone to get white on white on white on white for forty models. Yeah, I don't. I would go insane doing that. I do. I do batch painting yep. and I do yeah. fast, quick, and dirty. I'm trying to do it less fast, <laughs> yeah. less quick, and less dirty, but it's a slow process to convert. <laughs> You know, trying to get in some hobbying every week is currently my goal. So, like, I'm going to probably do something today and maybe even tomorrow. Uh, actually, I may check with a friend and meet up for nice. a game today. Uh, I don't Good know. Luck. I mean, your opponent probably needs it yeah. more than you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's my guy I like to bully, so he definitely needs it more than I do. But, uh, I mean, he's a lot better than he was now that he's using a modern codex. Uh, it's semi-modern codex. I'm so excited for once he gets his own codex with World Leaders, though. I'm probably going to buy a Mangron. Because he's my oh, guy who builds nice stuff, yeah. so I just buy him stuff, and then he builds yeah. stuff for me nice anyways. But I'm like, Angron, it's such it a, cool a cool model. Because <laughs> he wants to buy like eight boxes of Berserkers or nine boxes or something to have all new... Ber and he's like selling off his mm. old models slowly now so he can replace them, and he's really getting ready for the new Codex, and I'm so excited. You know, he's going to have... I heard some people think the uh, World Leaders Terminators models may not actually be... Ter they may have like stripped off their armor enough that they don't get like a they, they may get, have different save numbers like a three plus six like it might be a, like, a, like a new profile not just like a reskin like, yeah right yeah as based like for the red butchers cool. i think they're called just watch them ignore spells and yeah. stuff like that and ignore mortal wounds <laughs> ignore spells ignore mortal wounds yeah that sounds nasty <laughs> but also it, it, it is in line porn. with corn because he has no spells mm -hmm. oh yeah that's fair they probably have really good litanies. Oh, yeah, they could have really... Because now they've got the priest yeah. guys. Because yeah. they, they have no soulcasters, so they, they probably would have just compensated with, like, insane buffs that way. Like mm -hmm. Black Templars. Yeah, Black Templars do that. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That sounds, that sounds reasonable. And of course, whatever Angron's rules are, people are going to be playing him day one, even if it's, like... Not oh, hell right. yeah. You don't get a prime... You don't release a primark and then not put him on the tabletop. Like, that right. just doesn't happen. Yeah, no. Just I mean, I think every new Everybody model, regardless of like immediate power level, gets played to some degree to find out just where it fits in that sliding scale. But yeah, Primarchs will just exacerbate right that. Like, of course I'm gonna fucking play it. Like, Silent King was the same way. Like, even if he was garbage coming out the gate, like he's freaking awesome. Of course we're gonna play him. Yeah, actually, I've got a Silent King. I won at a, oh, so at the big, uh, the not the huge, but the major I went to, I won the Silent King in a box in Morals, oh, nice. which I'm sending to a friend. So, uh, who plays Necrons. Well, where, <laughs> it's a long story. You know, he's not getting them for free, but I got it. So that was pretty nice. Capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism. Just doing a little business. I think we're ready to turn down for the day. Yeah, I think we're good. Cool. Yeah, I think so. Well. Sounds right to me. Turn down for what? I'm cutting that out. Okay, guys, I'm, I'll stop. I'll stop. It's only the afternoon, and I have not had any to drink. 
So if y'all are wondering why Rob has no audio for the rest of the podcast, uh, <laughs> but we are going to call it from here. It's nice to be back. It's nice to talk and nice to catch up. I'm looking forward to us getting back on the air again real quick. I'm sure we have a lot to talk about again. It's nice to be back in the swing of things. You know, I've, I've been really on the downturn for 40k a lot of this edition. You know, the, the quarantine didn't didn't help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole rules flux of how Ninth edition has been handled as a whole has been really difficult to kind of edge back into. You know, we've had this conversation before. That ninth edition is very unforgiving as a new player to try to try to catch up with. You kind of had to be along from the beginning to really keep that stride going, and I'm seeing that firsthand. But it's it's nice to be able to actually try to hit that stride and try to keep up with it. So I'm looking forward to doing so. But yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to our next episode. So, ready to sign off? Yeah. By then, maybe we'll know about arcs of the Omen, or who knows? Or maybe we'll have world leader a guard. Guard will probably will be will have Votan to talk about mm-hmm. with actual play yeah. experience, and Guard will probably I think they're gonna come out end of November, beginning of December. Yeah, like twenty twenty six, right? <laughs> Guard delayed in. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on him, Ricky Bobby? Alrighty, guys, let's make our salutations and let's close this one down. So, as always, thank you all for being here. My name is Batty. Rob, go ahead and give your salutations. Alright, uh, salutations. Gabe, go on ahead. All the best to all of you. Keep kicking ass. Don't, uh, don't get us nerf more, please. Thanks. <laughs> like, everyone, everyone just play more Twilight so that we, we, our light doesn't get any more nerfs. <laughs> just sandbag a little bit for the rest of us. Just take one for the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Doc, Doc just, just has no traits anymore <laughs> at this rate. Stop kicking it. It's already dead. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. Y'all have a great rest of your day. We'll be back soon. We'll see you next time. <laughs>